Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. If you have your Bible, go with me on the right-hand side. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. You're not going to like tonight. You're going to love tonight. And something wonderful is going to happen for you. And uh, I'm going to read this, and the title of my speech tonight is Turn Your Power On. Touch the person next to you and say, Turn Your Power On. You say, what does that mean? Well, we're going to find out. It says a little something like this. I re- verse 5 says, When I call the remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, Paul's talking to his young understudy apprentice named Timothy. Paul's in jail. He's about to die He's about to be crucified, and he's writing to his understudy who's pastoring a church, and he's got a problem. Nero's the prime minister, the king, and he's chopping Christians' heads off. And he's threatening churches that if they meet, then we're going to kill you. Doesn't sound like a real fun time to have church. And so Paul's talking to him, saying, I got a message for you, and this is my last letter. I want you to feel something that's so important that you live up in these down times. Not only does he have that from the outside world, he's got people in the church that are much older than him, and they are complaining and critical. You're too young. You got pimples on your face. You sweat too much. You got too much energy. So he's at the point, let me say this one before I read the rest of it, where he's thinking and he's second-guessing himself. He's second-guessing God. He's second-guessing his calling. He's second-guessing, is it really worth it? I've been out here, but there's a lot of opposition. Let me say this before I read the rest of Scripture. The enemy always attacks the most what he fears the most. I want you to think on that for a minute. The enemy always attacks the most what he fears the most. So you have this young man who has a big call on his life like you have a call on your life. You're responsible. You might have a career, but you have a calling. And your calling is found in your creation. What you love is a clue to something you contain. The problem that you love to solve the most is what you're anointed to bring creation to on the planet. Your callings and your compassion. What draws the compassion out of you qualifies you because you care. If you care, you can recognize for something that what draws the compassion out of me, I have been anointed by God himself to bring healing to the situation. That means you can stop looking for an advocate or stop looking for a political, a financial, or a spiritual hero, and you can rise up in your world saying, if I care about it, I'm wired a certain way, that I'm anointed to be a hero here. Not just a human here. There's a duality of a hero and a human in every person. Come on, that's good. I can stay there, but I'm not going to. So Paul's talking. He says, I want to call to your remembrance the genuine faith that's in you. Or one translation, sincere. It first dwell in your grandmama Lois, your mama Eunice, And I'm persuaded and convinced it's in you. 
I love that. In other words, go back to your spiritual DNA. Verse 6, I remind you to stir up the gift of God that's in you through the laying on of my hands. Touch the person next to you say, stir up the gift of God in you. You're going to like this. And verse 7 says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Oh, let's turn this place loose. I was a little slow going in, but let's. Here you have this guy. He's vacillating in his mind because notice Paul did not say, go back to your daddy's faith. His daddy was a Greek, and his dad did not believe in Jesus. And so he's wondering why his son's out there risking his life for a calling that somebody else doesn't get. Sometimes the people closest to you are oblivious and blinded to the greatness inside you that when you go to push above average, they always want to take you back. Always be mindful. If there's any voice that takes you back, the enemy's always involved. Why? Because the only hold the enemy ever has is who you used to be. Somebody could get that and that could set you free. The enemy has no access to who you are now in Christ, only to who you used to be. That's why his only playbook is to go back to all the crap you did a long time ago and condemn you for your then when you're living in your now. You're a product of your past, but thank God you don't got to be a prisoner of your past. The blood of Jesus has changed your DNA. Paul says to him for a minute, sorry for yelling, watch. Paul says to him, I want you to go back to your spiritual lineage. I want you to go back to that DNA to remind yourself of who you really are. It's powerful. He says, I don't want you to look at the society you're in. I don't want you to look at the government that's surrounding you, the threats and the fears to tell you what you are, your faults, your pimples, your weaknesses, your color, your background to tell you who you are. I want you to go back to your faith and remember your faith and who God says you are. It was first in your grandmama. It was in your mama. And I'm convinced is in you. Touch the person next to you. Say, I'm convinced it's in you. Watch how powerful. If I looked at like the Kentucky Derby and those thoroughbreds are out there and they're running horses, those horses just did not like someone did not see one like in, you know, middle of Texas going, ooh, that's a horse, that's a fast horse. Let's take that fast horse and go put it in the Derby. No, they were studied for 50 to 60 years of generations. They go back through the grandparents and they study the blood stock agents. They study the bloodline because they know that winning doesn't just happen. Winning is bred in the blood. Oh, you're going to like this. Watch this for a minute. They might go back. They want to study its stride, its speed, how many champions. There might be 10 champions, 12 champions in a gene. So when they breed these animals, it costs 500000 up to a million dollars. They invest a lot. And there's no guarantee that that horse is going to win. But they know that if they don't invest in the blood, they have no opportunity of being a winner. Just because you're bought with the blood doesn't mean you're going to win in this life, even though the blood guarantees that you win in this life. Ooh, this is going to be good. Watch. Watch how powerful this is. So when the horse comes out, it can come out all different colors. 
Some black, some spotted, some white. Come on, some pink. Why are you laughing? They could come out brown. Come on. They come out all different colors. They come out wobbly. In fact, when a horse first comes out, they can only see up to five to 10 feet in front of them and they wobble. And the, but the owners aren't concerned about their overall initial weakness. Why? Because they know they've invested in that winning inside of that colt, his champions. There's winning inside of that blood. Just like God, he's not concerned with your color. He's not concerned with your background. He's not concerned with everything external. He knows that when you bought into Christ, the bloodline changed. You don't got death in you anymore. You got DNA from God inside you that Christ is your. I want to remind somebody, you might have got drunk last night, but if Christ is in you, that Christ is your life, not alcohol is your life. You might have done something stupid two weeks ago, but that does not determine the power of who you are on the inside. Somebody needs to be reminded of who they are. Why? Because until we shift your identity, you'll always act out who you see you are. All increase happens through your identity. It's what you fuse and choose to believe. That's why the enemy wants to make you so conscious of your failures, faults, flaws, and fears, so you identify and go, oh, that's me. These are my feelings. That's what cultures try to do. You feel like the woman, but you're a man, so that means you're a woman. You feel like, we have a student right now who feels like he's a wolf, so the teachers are teaching him how to be a freaking wolf. I ain't even making this crap up. Sorry for saying crap to somebody. Sorry. I know that bother kill people. It's what it is. But let me take you to your, whoa, we're having a little light show. Watch. Can I turn on the lights? I'd like to see everybody's faces. Thank you so much. If we get a chance to do that. But let me take you back, all eyes on me, like Tupac said. Watch. That's quick right there, huh? It's a lot of stages. If I take you back to your spiritual heritage, God your father spoke and it was, creation's in your blood. Jesus, your older brother, went to hell for you so you don't gotta go there. Boy, your sin and shame, come on. Resurrection is in your blood. Your spiritual ancestor, Moses, who was a murderer and a deceiver, yet God raised him up as a deliverer. He parted the Red Sea. Deliverance is in your blood. Let me take you to Queen Esther, who rose up at a time that everybody told her to be gagged and silent. Hero is in your blood. Daniel was in a lion's den and the enemy shut the mouths of the lion. Protections in your blood. Nehemiah, they told him not to build in a time of economic challenge, but building is in your blood. Some of you need to go back and go back to the bloodline. Say, safety's in my blood. Healing's in my blood. Freedom's in my blood. Yeah, come on, strength is in my blood. Somebody ought to give themselves a new diagnosis. Give the Lord a clap and a shout like if you got energy. He goes, I want you to go back there. And he says, I want you to stir up the gift of God that's in you. You have a gift. The enemy cannot ungift you. I wrote this down today and I put it on Instagram. I'm not much of an Instagrammer, but I am. I do so every once in a while. He can't steal your competence, so he's got to stop your confidence. This is a season to get back in touch with your gift because your gift makes room for you. The Bible says give yourself to it. Marry it. Don't date it. Don't flirt with it. Don't let it be something you tweak with. 
Give yourself to the gift to help other people. There's a motive in a gift. I know a lot of people that have a gift, but they use it to glorify themselves. I want to know the spirit behind the gift. I don't want to be enamored by your gift. I want to know the spirit behind that gift. Powerful, watch. In this season, Paul's telling you, I need you to stir back up that gift because your second guessing has caused you to put the asset and the thing that God's put in your hand and just leave it there and you're not fanning that thing into flame. You're letting the world around you blow that sucker out. Back years ago, they used to have the ancient Greece games. And what they do is they light a torch and you had to run the marathon and you had to run it with a torch. And the only way you would win is not if you completed it first, but you had to complete it with a torch still lit. So no matter the weather conditions and people trying to blow it out, when you were running next to them, people trying to trip you, come on, sounds like life. You had to protect that fire from going out. There's many of you that you stop investing in your gift. And let me tell you something, your breakthrough's not in what you lost, it's what you got left. There's always a gift in your hand that God can resurrect, and if you'll decide to use it and plant it, in the house of God, you can flourish in this season. Don't let the economy and where things are going for the next two years, I prophesy this, you're about to see some crazy stuff in the world, but you're not to function that way. You don't live by a democracy, you live by a kingdom. And Jesus said the kingdom is in the power of seed. Whatever a man sows, that will he reap. Whatever a woman sows, that will they reap. Whatever a white man sows, a white man will reap. Whatever a black man, a black woman, a Hispanic woman, a Hispanic man, an Asian man, a Filipino woman, whatever a man sows. Stop inventorying your needs. The enemy loves your neediness. The Lord is your shepherd. You don't got to live with a spirit of want. A shepherd, he guides, he guards, he governs. He guides, he guards, he governs. What do you feel in here tonight? There's an anointing inside of here. Watch, God's guiding you, he's guarding you, he's governing you, he's guiding, he's administrating you. Some of you are about to step into the best times of your life. How do, how do you stir up the gift of God? It sounds all great, the motivational. You're like, oh my goodness, you should do stuff with Tony Robbins. I just did a couple weeks ago. How do you stir that thing up? You get around other people that are using it in an effective way. But ask yourself, what are the other potential uses of my gift? Viagra started off as heart medication. They found some other benefits. Smile, even if you got four teeth, try it. Come on, go back to your baby pictures. Coca-Cola was made for headache medication. They found that people like the taste more than they like the medication. So they marketed Coca-Cola and therefore you have a whole nother stream. Maybe you're sitting on an asset, but because you're not willing to think aggressively, you're stopping yourself. You're one idea. Ask yourself, is there a trend I could capitalize on? Is there a way I could stir up my gift in a new area to meet a whole new clientele? Because there's something in you that somebody else can get benefit from. That will pay you. That will reward you. Stop looking for a boss to give you a check. You're sitting on something that's a calling. You're a gifted and engineered to have a wealth thing inside you. You got wealth inside you. Well, I'm just hoping, you know, the lottery, somebody else won it already, the four billion or whatever it was. Come on. People have ideas and they're waiting for something to fall out of the sky. 
Sometimes it does. In fact, a fish, it happened just recently in Australia, in the desert of Australia, over 15 hours away from the water, it rained fish for three days. Go study that online. Rained fish, and it took them three days to capture all the fish for all these people in the mountains. There are phenomenons that happen, but I would rather work my land, use my gift. And the Bible says in Revelation, go back to what you lost, what's about to die. Strengthen what remains that you have in your hand. Moses, what do you got in my hand? Oh, I got a stick. That don't seem like much. Throw it to the ground. He threw a stick to the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. That's where most of us are. We're running from the very thing that God wants you to grab a hold of and part the Red Sea with. Oh, this is powerful. Why did he run from it? Because they didn't do tattoos back in the day. They would write all of their history on a stick. So every time he looked at that stick, it reminded him of where he'd been. It became a snake, and it made him afraid. He was running from his past. God said, I want to get a hold of your past so that in the pain of the past, the weakness of the past, I can take it and become power in your present. There's something in your hand that can create something in your future. Timothy, stir up that gift. Stop waiting for somebody else. Get around somebody else. Ask yourself a creative mirror, a question. How can I add more value? How can I bring healing here? Because all wealth begins in the mind. Who could I serve? Who could I light up? I had a guy one time, I was leaving church, and I was speaking up in Malibu, California years ago, and he goes, can I just take you to lunch? I go, okay. He goes, I notice everywhere you go, you just want to make people better. I go, I do. He goes, you know, it's making such an impact on me, your attitude, because how many know your attitude determines the quality of your life? You can say there's two thieves died, one on each side of Jesus. Come on. Attitude sent one person to hell, the other person went to heaven. How many know your attitude can make a heaven out of a hell or a hell out of heaven? It's really not where you are, it's the attitude you show up in. Maybe that's why David said in the worst times, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will constantly be in my mouth. Watch. This guy goes, hey, I want you to go help more people feel good. He goes, do you mind if I would write you a check? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. I was trying to look at all the creative Christian words I could say in the moment. I feel something. Yes. I was in his Bentley. He's driving. We drove over to Joffrey's in Malibu. And he goes, I want you to just put smiles on more people's faces and lift pain off people. I watch the way that you just go and you're always asking yourself, how can I make things better for other people? I want to invest in that. See, there's people that are watching you that are capable of blessing you and they're looking at you and they're waiting for you to become more valuable. God wants you to become, because your faith can't work without a heart to serve. That day he wrote me a six-figure check and about my eyes went out and I tried to act like I was all calm and composed. Come on. He wrote me six-figure check in his car and acted like nothing. He goes, here you are. There's going to be more that come where that comes from. All because I want to sow in because I see how you make life better for other people. Somebody's always observing you. A Boaz is always observing what's capable of sending you and blessing you. But I give you, here's three nuggets. A power of a sound mind, love, and power. Spirit of power. Let me start with a sound mind. No, he did not say a safe mind. A sound mind. A sound mind thinks with divine purpose. Come on, watch out. Purpose. A safe mind is, come on, its motto is be careful. How many of you had mamas or daddies? Come on. That, especially mamas. Come on. When you wanted to go do something, okay, mijo, you could go out there and try it, but be careful. 
Did anybody ever have that? Come on. I want to go out for the football team or the cheerleading team. I want to go out, come on, for the chess team, whatever it is. Come on. You could do it, but be careful. I'm going to play ping pong, mom. Okay, Rex, but be careful. In other words, it said, hey, go ahead and do it, but don't throw yourself all in because you never know it won't work out. So all of a sudden, there was a premonition that things weren't going to work out, and that dread became an undercurrent that stopped us from offering the best parts of ourselves. so we never committed to anything. We dabbled with stuff. Are you dabbling in your marriage? Are you dabbling with your kids? Are you dabbling with your gift? Are you dabbling with the anointing? Are you dabbling with what's happening? What are you dabbling? Whatever you're committed to is the reality of your life. Come on, I want to strengthen your stakes. You want to branch out and build something freaking huge? Come on. You want a big life? Come on. Watch how powerful that is. It's not a sad mind. Sad mind through focuses on all the pain that's been done. Come on. You nurse it, you curse it, and rehearse it. Rather than disperse it, let God reverse it. That's pretty good right there. We need to put that on the next CD. Let me nurse it. Let me curse it. I think that's Missy Elliott. That's not really Awakened Church, but whatever. Step by step. Come on. God takes shaky people and gives them sturdy projects. Come on. The very fact that God calls you shows you got a little bit of weakness in you. And it's going to take him to pull it off. That should make you feel very confident. Come on, that, you're, that where you've been doesn't determine how far you go. But when you do that, watch. You start inventorying all the pain. You start to think of, why is this happening to me? Come on. Why is this going on? How many know that you can make your mind, you can talk yourself into depression? Because thinking is asking and answering questions. You ask bad questions and you create the suffering. The devil's nowhere near you. Come on, he's in the middle of Mexico somewhere and you're in San Diego. He can't be omnipresent, only Jesus is omnipresent. He's not omnipresent. He can mess with one person at a time. He just depends on all these mindsets that you picked up from everybody else and you put yourself in a pit. What's the thought that drains your power the most? Why do they do this to me? Why did they do this to me? Why will I ever recover? I'll never recover from this. What follows your, I'll, I'll never What goes through your head today? I'll never. I can't. I never. I'm not. I'm not enough. That's a sure way. Come on, pain happens to every one of us, even if you're of faith. Because faith doesn't make things easy. It makes things possible. That was worth your gas money. Slap the person next to you. Say, that white boy's on. Oh, something good's going to happen here, too. I'm going to just talk for maybe about three more minutes, then I'm going to step into something. Okay? Are you okay? Everybody okay? All right. What about a stressed mind? Because a stressed mind focuses on what you cannot control. There's a difference between eustress and distress. Go look up eustress. Marco went and looked it up one night in the middle of the night in a hotel. Eustress means the same pressure and anxiety that you would feel from distress in life. But what makes the difference between one is anxiety and the other one is adrenaline. Come on. You ever hear stories like an 80-year-old woman, she picked up a flipping car off somebody? Come on. You ever hear those like crazy stories? You're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. They felt the same amount of stress, but the meaning that they gave to it was this is going to be strength rather than within pain. The meaning you attach to the stress you feel determines whether it works against you or works above you. All comes from your mind. Maybe Proverbs 23, 7 is accurate. As a woman and man think in their heart, so are they and so do they become. 
Maybe Proverbs 23, 19 makes more sense. You, as the people of God, guide and lead your mind in the course of God. Lead it in the way. It didn't say God would lead it for you. Come on, you're going to leash your mind? Who's, who's going to rent space in your mind? What's going to rent space there? Porn going to rent space there? Come on. Is the Kardashians going to rent space there? Because Kim broke up with Pete? Smile, don't act like you don't know what's happening in culture. I talk to these freaking people. Come on, somebody. Oh, my gosh. Is Beyonce going to be number one this week or Billie Eilish? What's going to happen? People ask a lot of dumb questions and guide their mind in stupid stuff. What are you letting rent space in your head? You don't need to cast the devil out. Come on. By the way, how are you going to cast the devil out? You want to cast the devil out of somebody else, but you don't got self-control over an Oreo cookie. First have some self-control over an Oreo freaking cookie before you want to kick Lucifer out of somebody. I love this place. Can I come back? I'm inviting myself for my brother and sister's church. I love you guys. This is so fun. Are you feeling life-giving? Come on, everybody. I can tell you, in my mind, I was at a place when I went through a divorce. In my mind, I thought, I'll never recover from this. Something arrived at my table. I did not order off the menu. And I'm sitting there, and I could sit, settle it, and you're revolving it in your mind. That thought was draining my power. But that thought wasn't just going to be prayed away. At some point, I had to evict that thought and choose where to focus my mind. The life that you have is not the one that's available. The life you and I experience is not the one that's available. It's only the portion that you decide to focus on. Because whatever you focus on becomes your idea of reality. If I focus on somebody over there, you're not there, but you are really just angry and fighting with someone the whole way, I might think, man, that church service sucked. I was sitting there, man, those people are full of strife and conflict. I don't want to be a part of those kind of church people. But what if I was over there with some loving people? Come on. (laughs) Only joking. And I walked over there, and they were just laughing, and they were loving. And a husband reached over and grabbed his wife's butt in the middle of worship and kissed her and said, I love you. I would say, man, I want to be a part of that kind of church. How many know both experiences are available? Whatever you focus on becomes your idea of reality. Someone needs to take charge of their mental focus. Jesus set his face like a flint. Come on, y'all. Watch how powerful. And if you're going to master your mind, you've got to master the meaning of your mind. You ask yourself in your relationships, is this the end or is this the beginning? Am I breaking down or am I breaking through? The meaning you attach to anything becomes your emotional experience where you live from. That becomes your conversation. What if you started saying, this is a miracle, not misery. I'm about to shoot up. Because the Bible says, come on, don't be conformed to the world, but if you work my word, you can prove my will. That means when things down economically, opportunity for me. More than half of the Fortune 5 companies started in a time of economic downturn. Wow, when everybody else is getting sick, that means that's my best time for health. What if the meaning you attach, because 87% of medical visits to the hospital, nothing's physically wrong. Psychosomatic. It's the meaning they attach to feelings they have. What if we mastered your mind in this next season? Don't let the enemy rob it. Don't let the enemy put things. Don't let fear. You can't control if a bird craps on your head. 
seventh grade, I kissed Wendy Lopez. My lip got stuck in her braces. It was like my first real kiss. I got done, and I was walking like two days after I was walking underneath the curtain. I was 12 years old. Come on, trying to be cool. I got my first kiss. Come on, not like one of those where you played truth or dare, and you had to put your lips on the lips, and they timed you to see how long you could keep your lips on. A real kiss. Come on, I felt like I was a boss. She was an eighth grader. I was a seventh grader. And all of a sudden, I came in, and we we ditched ways, and I was going to get a a cup of water before I went into Mr. Ty's class, and I felt this hot stuff hit my head. It was when I had hair. And it hit my hair. I'm like, oh, snap. I went up, and there was, like, green, like, poo in my hand. I didn't sit there and just go, oh, man, that sucks to be me. Come on, somebody. I went to my teacher. go, yo, I got to run to the restroom. He goes, you got to go pee. I go, something like that. Come on. I went to the restroom. I was scrubbing my hair. I was getting out. You can't control what thought land in your head, but you control how long it sits on your head. Some of you need to get aggressive in your mind and take back your mind and say, I'm not letting you stay there, devil. Hell no, depression. Anxiety, I might feel you, but I don't own you. No, 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 no. Sickness, boom. You ain't staying here in my head. You might hurt my body, but you're not I live it here in my mind. As a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. What kind of course is your heart, your thinking, change, charting for you? This is good. If I was charismatic, I would amen myself. Come on. At Sandy Hook, I was there right after the horrible shooting, after President Barack Obama was there. I was speaking. And one family decided to say, we are Newton, Connecticut. We are loving. And they started having a whole new definition where everyone else is mourning. All of a sudden, all these families that were mourning, they said, I'm not going to let some evil that happened around get inside me where I stop loving. We're going to be loving. It took one family to say, we are going to be love. We're we're love. We're love. They weren't having much money, much things going for them, but they had a heart that said, we're going to attach a different meaning to this. You need to go back to your marriage and say, the meaning is, this marriage is going to be amazing. Maybe that's why it's being tested so much. My kids are going to be mighty in the land. Maybe that's why they've been tested so much. Maybe they've struggled because my children, according to Psalm 112 too, will be mighty in the land. I don't care what Joe Biden says. I don't care what Donald Trump says. I don't care what Fox News says, CNN says. My kids are going to be mighty in the land. I got a covenant with God. My children will be. And don't mind, they might not look like it right now, but when it's all said and done, the finisher of their faith, they will be mighty. Mighty in word, mighty in thought, mighty in love, mighty in compassion, mighty in finance, mighty in business. Somebody ought to prophesy your kids blind. Stop waiting for a preacher to prophesy your children blind. Even if you're a young person, hear me for a minute. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. Could you see all these other young world shakers? Prophesy. Tell them how beautiful, how powerful, how wonderful. Talk to them about the gifting inside them, the skill inside of them. Pull some greatness out of somebody. We have enough of everyone trying to talk everybody out of, don't expect too much. Life could be tough. Well, how much do you think they're going to invest if life in their mind is hard? You were built for hard. Being poor is hard. How do you know? I've been there. We had Mikeys, not Nikes. Come on, yo. Come on. We didn't have Levi's. We had the Levo's. And they have like the little like little hoop right there for like our fake hammer or something like that. We used Poe. 
Can you handle this real quick? Come on, I know I'm a little bit too much. A spirit of love. Watch, you can fake love, take love, make love. Don't be a taker of love. Someone you just go home and say, love begins with me. Be the first one to say, forgive me. I was wrong. I broke the promise. I messed up. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit again. I'm gonna care again. I'm gonna love again. I'm not gonna let life steal the love out of sight. No, 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 you can't beat that out of me. That's the best part of me. You're driven by love, to love, from love. You're affected by its absence and you're affected by its presence. You're most alive when you have it, most empty when you give up on it. And that's good. Let me ask you real quickly, because this is a great question. 1 John 4, 16 says, I've known and believed and received the love God has for me. God wants to know what are you doing with his love? Are you rejecting it because in your mind you're not worthy of it? How are you ever going to give away what you're not receiving yourself? Maybe you build such a case in your mind that there's so much condemnation that it's robbing you of your confidence. So you're walking so insecure when you're a child of God and there's so much greatness inside you. There's seeds inside you. God breathed his life in you. There's an ability in you. There's giftings in you. There's cures in you. There's, there's answers in you. There's solutions in you. Everybody's a solution to something and someone. There's things, but you don't think so. You're on a discount rack in your own mind because of what you've done, what has happened to you, and it's beat you down in your mind because every battle's a mind battle. If the enemy can conquer you there, he'll conquer you in any aspect of your life. What if you took back and say, you know what? I'm going to start receiving God's love. I had to do this personally, and you got to do it aggressively. Touch the person next to you say, you're going to have to get aggressive. If you want a love revolution, hey, personally, I just don't want to nominate people, is what, which I'm going to do in San Diego, to be people that make great change. I want a love revolution to start with me. What does that mean? I demand more of myself than other people are willing. And that means I got to become more loving and more kind. What's desired, Proverbs says in a man, kindness. And what does it say? I'm going to start receiving God's love. I had to become, do this aggressively because I hurt like hell when I went through something painful. I started saying through the house every day, God, I receive your love today. I don't feel it, but I receive it. I thank you, your love's healing my mind. Your love is healing my conscience. I feel like going out to somebody. There's someone that's had an abortion and the Lord wants to heal your conscience and your subconscious. It happened at the age of 24 and you sit there and beating yourself up. You're now around 36, 37 years of age. And the Lord says to you tonight, don't stand up. The Lord says, receive my love. Take it into me. I'm gonna do a healing, a creative miracle healing in your conscience and your subconscious tonight. It's gonna be a deep healing. You're gonna feel something actually leave you just by saying I receive your love to break this pain in my life you are forgiven you are accepted you are loved and in God's eyes it never happened it never happened you're not on the discount rack it never happened your son you will see when you get to heaven he is well and he's okay says the Lord I feel to say that to somebody Had the craziest thing happen recently. A lady came into uh, the back room after I got done speaking in San Francisco. And she walked in. And I don't know her from, I never met her one day in my life. And I go, the Lord says to you, your son gave me his heart when he was nine. I snatched him before he could be snatched. And I had the guts to give the word. I didn't know what happened. She fell down like a ton of bricks. Not like Christian TV charity fall. Praise the Lord. I've had it happen where it's real and I've seen it where it's bogus. If it's God, I want it. If it's man, it's ugly. How many true with that? I've had it happen my own time when I'm just praying, where I felt God's presence be too strong for my physical body. Come on. 
It happened to Ezekiel, happened to John, happened to Paul. Don't let it, don't just dismiss it. But this time they just buckled and knees fell. She was weeping uncontrollably. I didn't know what happened. I got in the car and the pastor goes, do you know what you just said? I go, I have no idea. Her son was just viciously murdered and shot outside of a nightclub. And her son had turned his back on God all through his teenage years because of what had gone on. Thank you, brother. Went on during his teenage years because of what had gone on in his life. Uh, the family went through a divorce. And her mother has been tormented, thinking my son is in hell every day. She can't sleep. She can't eat. And I knew nothing about this family. And God said, when he gave me his heart, I kept what he gave me. And I snatched him before he could be snatched. I took him. Don't give up on the love of God that's on the inside of you. Some of you, come on. You're going to see family members that made it that you never thought would have made it. You're going to get to heaven and shock yourself. God is that good. He's that merciful. He's that loving. He's that gracious. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Give the Lord a clap and a shout like you got energy. Okay, sit back down. I'm two minutes over. I love you, and you got a great haircut. Who's got pain and it's in your wrist? Your left wrist, it could be the tunnels in your wrist, where are you? I have to come back and speak the rest of my message. Ma'am in the, in the back, is that you ma'am? Would you mind running up here like the price is right? I'm not as cute as Bob Barker, but I'm a nice guy. God says he gives you a spirit of power, so I'll speak a little bit of it while I talk. You have power to forgive other people. Say yes. You have power to forgive other people. Say yes. Someone say, I got power to forgive other people. For those of you who think you can't, the easiest way to be able to forgive other people, realize how much you've been forgiven. Start writing down all this junk that you've done that you know that God forgave you for, and then it'd be easy to forgive somebody else. You got power to speak God's word and bring it to pass. Jesus said, you will have what you say. If he showed up and laid his hands on your head, would that change the way you talk about yourself? If your words became your wardrobe, what kind of wardrobe would you have? Would you look poor or you look rich? A man eats well by the fruit of his mouth, the proverb says. Do you know that the words are the way angels operate? Do you know many people have angels that never do anything for them because they never speak God's words, they only speak what they're going through. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. You can go read it when you go home. But it says, the angel said, God sent us because of the words you spoke. One man in a bad political environment, and he said, one man spoke God's word of the situation. Not the problems, he spoke the promise of God's word. And when he did, God said, there's the angels. He released the angels. God wants to release angelic activity over your life. Don't let them just protect you. Let them be proactive for you because you become a voice that uses God's word. It's forever settled in heaven. Speak it. There's power in it. Jesus said, whatever a man believes in his heart and says with his mouth, he will have what he says. He says, believe one time and what he says three times. Believe once is a decision. Say is a continual thing. And can I just blow you away for those of you who are more spiritual and you ever Jacob's ladder where angels went up and when they went down on it, the word ladder is the same word as voice print. 
Sometimes when I've done Pentagon or done other things that I have to speak to, they recognize you have clearance by your voice print. It's the same as your eye print, your voice print, because it's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus and God's touched your mouth. Heaven recognizes that voice and so does hell. You need to stop just praying that things will go away. Jesus did not say talk to God about the mountain. He said you speak to it and the mountain will obey you. Not obey God, it will obey you. Read your Bible. That means when you don't talk to that mountain, you're not, you're not making a big difference. God didn't say talk to me about your problems. He said speak to them the word of God and they will obey you. Slap that person next to you say, he's talking about you. And you got power to heal other people. Well, they didn't teach me that in John MacArthur's Bible school. Did Jesus teach you that or not? We must work the works of God. He who believes in me will do the things I did and even greater. Jesus said, go heal the sick and cast out devils to people that were struggling. A couple weeks ago, I was invited, I was with all the execs from Google. Sat in a room and I was there to be a motivational, personal growth. They did not know who they invited. I was an undercover brother. Oh my gosh. That a venture capitalist before me who hypnotized the people. Standing in this big kitchen of his massive mansion, all these people had flown in from WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, all of them. All the top people. And my wife walked over to me and I could she tell I was a little bothered because this guy was in a bad spirit. And it was woke as bad as you could imagine. And she said, don't you back off, Rex. You go in there and be the beast you are. Go in there. And my wife was a boss. She was like, come on. I got you. And she slapped me on my... I went in there to speak about two minutes in I said something and this beautiful African American woman stood up and she goes that's what I'm talking about people we need that kind of spirit up in here she shifted the atmosphere watch how powerful so I went on and continued to speak for a minute and then all of a sudden I felt this woman was highlighted to me and I said excuse me can I tell you about your future all these execs looked at me like, what the heck? And I go, before I do, let me tell you about the dream you've had for two years. And I said, this dream has haunted you, but you're no longer going to be a haunted house. You're going to be a happy house. And God's going to bring healing to it. You freaked her out. And she started weeping and battling over. Then I looked at this new person that Mark brought in. I go, you're not going to be able to do the job in New York because you have this and this wrong with your neck and your back. She said, how do you know? I go, I'm connected. I said, come to the front, for real. She came to the front. I said, Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, let's go for it. Aren't you worried that they're not going to invite you back or pay you your premium? No, 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 I'm not for sale. I'm not no prostitute. Don't call me no hoe. I'm not cheap. I invested in myself. You'll regard yourself as a temple of the Holy Ghost when you realize who you carry, not what you carry. You want to change your behavior? Change the way you're changing. Change who you carry, not what you carry. You don't carry a spirit. You carry a Holy Spirit. Well, that's too deep for you? Or are you okay with that? Get to know Him. Jesus is in heaven. He's who you have on earth. Ask him to help you pray, but he'll work through you to bring healing to people. They gave me 30 minutes to speak. I walked out four hours and 42 minutes after I walked out. They were laid out all over the floor. 
casting demons out of some of the people of WhatsApp for real right in front of everybody. Aren't you worried what they're going to say? No, I'm more concerned about what God's going to say when I go home and put my head on my pillow. You know what I hear from him? What a champion. But God, I shouldn't have used that cuss word and I, I know we'll work on that, but what a champion. You shouldn't have used that story. I know, but what a champion. Okay, watch out, cool. Where's the pain? In your wrist? Can you hold this for me? Thank you so much. What's your name? Kathy. Kathy. Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing healing into Kathy's wrist. You're going to feel warmth go through that area. Unlock down. Boom. Flow through that. Isn't that wild? What just happened? It felt like numbing and then it went hot. It felt hot and then it went through my whole body and I felt it come out my back. Move your wrist around. Watch how good that feels. It was hurting for how long? Since I heard it at work. Since you heard it at work. How long? Since last year. Truly no pain. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I was telling my son my, my wrist was hurting when I was like, I don't know why my wrist is hurting right now too. And I was telling him when we were coming, but now it feels... How many know that was a little prayer with a credible God? Why don't we give Jesus only credit? I only give the Lord credit because only Jesus heals. Only Jesus heals. Only Jesus heals. I want to make him famous. Come on. I've done this with Playboy Playmates. Hugh Hefner's girlfriend reached out to me today. She goes, and I, I walked down the middle of Rodeo Drive one time and we took braces off her girlfriend's arms. I go, I'm going to show you God's alive and he likes you. And she started weeping and crying. The power of God rocking her, getting healed. But I've done so many bad things. And God's still like, I love you. My love can change you, not judging you. God wants to be loved by choice, not by demand. And don't play hard to get with him. He only made you so he could love you. What just happened? Aren't you great? Aren't you grateful for free health care? Can I tell you something too? Where's your cool son? Is that him in the back? You got a cool mom. She's dope. You're gonna you're gonna have a bump in your finances. Just a little softer, please. A little softer. Sorry. Sorry, my ears. Uh, you're going to have a bump in your finances. There's going to be an unexpected opportunity that's going to happen in late October, early November, probably around the 26th, 28th of October, that there's going to be a bump in stuff that's going to happen for you, and you're going to feel an acceleration where things aren't going to feel such a struggle. The season of struggle is going to really come to a quick end for you, and you're going to sleep better at night, and you're not going to feel anxiousness. You've been feeling some anxiousness for about three and a half months, and it's actually part of your body's being touched. I can even feel like there's a warmth going through your chest. You feel that right there? For real? I didn't touch your chest, obviously. Okay? You're like, that was deep. <laughs> you feel that right there? You feel like there's two fingers right there. How do you know this stuff? The more time you spend with him, you drown out things. I love his voice. I love it. I crave it. I live for it. <sighs> I love you. Things are, all that's going to panic is all that's going to stop too. It's going to stop. 
your mitral valve just got touched. That was your mitral valve. You weren't having panic attacks. It's your mitral valve that's causing the anxiety. Did you just feel that lift? Isn't that amazing? Who, did, who touched you tonight? God touched you. Because why? He loves you. Why don't we give the Lord a clap and a shout? Come on, that's cool. There's somebody here, you're about forty-one or $42,000 in debt. There's a debt that keeps looming over you at around forty-one dollars or $42,000. I won't ask you all the details about it. But if you have a debt somewhere in like that capacity, that uh, I feel like there's someone who has like a debt, like a school letter loan or something like that, where there's a just outstanding you, ma'am. And can you stand up for a minute? I've been sitting here and I feel like there's somebody with a loan that God's going to supernaturally cancel. I was in this church one time and very first time I was ever here, I told someone they were going to buy a house and they had no money to even pay for rent at their apartment. And in 28 days, they owned a new house. It's a true story. God did it. He released a word. But when a prophet releases a word, angels make it happen. That's why when you don't release words, you stop heaven's flow. Heaven can't invade earth until you open your mouth. The heaven belonged to God. The earth belongs to man. Therefore, when you say, let there be, why did Jesus want you to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done? Because until you open your mouth, heaven has no legal access to affect earth until you open your mouth. Every day you should say, your kingdom come. Now you're giving him opportunity to invade. Is God all powerful? Yes. But he's chose to live within the limits of man having the opportunity to say yes or no to him. That's good. That's good. Come on. God, touch my kids, restore my soul, restore my family, cancel the debt. Thank you for meeting all of my needs. Thank you, your joy is my strength. There is no condemnation. When you become that kind of a voice, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Immediately, there's a shift in the atmosphere. Watch this, cool, this is gonna be cool, ma'am. Stand up for a minute. And also, your stomach is gonna be touched. Your dial. I like you. Are you a mother? Not yet. Would you like to be one day? You want to be one day? You'd be an amazing mother. What's your name? Jackie. Jackie. I look at all my bodyguards so no one jacks me. They're like, hey, don't let the widow get hit. You got you. Widow Pelon. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, there's my friend Jackie, and you're going to make up stuff to her especially stuff she went through in the teenage years that was unfair, that was vicious. And I thank you for taking that and cutting the umbilical cord off that stuff, that it was not going to poison and hinder what's happening in the future. And I thank you for a supernatural debt release. Lord, that she would go into 2023 without that debt whatsoever on her record, on her conscience. It would be completely removed and no ding in her credit. I thank you for it. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to really restore things for her. You're going to give her purchasing power in a time where other people don't have it. And Lord, you're going to open the door for her for things to come together. The desire of her heart to be granted. A beautiful baby. Healthy child. And I thank you for it. And Lord, I also just thank you for touching her pituitary glands and her mortal body. In Jesus' name. What just went through? Isn't that wild? What just went through your neck? Isn't that wild? Move your neck around. Watch how good you feel. Is that freaky or what? Kind of cool. Could you imagine how wild it was to be with Jesus all the time? 
You mean like little kids in vegetated states, like all of a sudden coming alive? And yet he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we want to reduce him to, oh, you don't do that anymore? And you say, what if they don't get healed immediately? My wife didn't. Signed her death certificate, having to go through heart surgery. Got raped by a pastor. We had to walk through that. Sometimes a miracle, the Bible says there's a gift of working of miracles. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul the apostle wrote it. That means you work a miracle. You work a miracle. That means if you work the process of God, God will speed up the process so it's super natural. You do the natural and he'll do the super. I don't want that. I just want the instantaneous ones. There's somebody here with a child. You have a learning disability. A learning disability with a child. You, you have a, learning, a child with a learning disability right now? What's the disability? Autism. Do you think God would help him? Yeah, he would. Do you mind, could you stand up as family? I'm gonna, can I use this real quick? Are we, I'm okay, am I okay? Okay, you guys all right? Everybody cool? Okay, sorry for turning my back on you. I love you guys, come on. Hi, I like your shirt. Last week I was at San Marcos and I said, there's somebody here with a second grader, she's a girl and she can't, she can't process and read and the Lord says tonight, the angel of the Lord is going to go touch her right there. And I did it in front of everybody, so it's a little gutsy, right? I gave this prophetic word to this family, and they are uh, fitness models. I think it was their first time to awaken church. Called them off, and they came down from like the cheap seats, way up high. They came all the way down, and we prayed a little prayer. They were crying, whatever, but the daughter wasn't there. The next morning, it's out on the internet now. They went to, the mother went outside. She was looking on her Instagram, and she walked out the front of her door, and there her daughter was for the first time in her life. She had a brain injury due to a car accident, and she sat there and was reading a magazine. No teacher, no nothing, had never read before. Cognitive ability stopped, and supernaturally, that little girl... God, to, I want to use that as a point of faith. How many of you are believing for your children? Come on, that God can watch. God's bigger than the school system. Come on, he's bigger than a teacher. I appreciate teachers. I love educators. My mom's an educator. Come on, but I believe in the supernatural power of God to reverse that. There was a boy in us, and I use this real quickly to help you. There was a boy in a Fortune 5 company. I had a family stand up. I was speaking about 12,000 people in Orlando, and I said, your boy does not talk. And they said, yes, he's never spoken a word. He's autistic and cannot speak. And I said, begin to declare Psalm 512 over him every single day. The favor of God surrounds you like a shield, and you will speak. And they did this for months. Nothing had changed. About maybe about nine months, they never stopped. It was a Catholic family. They weren't even all the way in yet. They were partially in. Come on, they had some candles lit, and they're part Jesus. Come on, they were kind of like this, you know what I'm saying? Smile, it's fun. And one night, the, the dad was taking the child in New York, taking him up to his to bed. And this, it was 12, after 12 o'clock, he'd fallen asleep on the couch. And that little boy looked up and he goes, I love you, dad. He'd never spoken a word. He said, I about dropped my son. It wasn't too hard for that family to believe in the power of Jesus. Let me tell you something. God can turn it around. How many can believe for their family for a minute? Come on. Are you ready? Come on. Come on, all you East Lake. I love it. Put your hands on their shoulders. We put our hands on shoulders, not people's heads. I'll tell you why. When you put hands on people's heads, you make people intimidated and they don't receive because they're thinking that you're smelly, dirty hands on their head. Put a hand on their shoulder, you'll see greater healing. 
Jesus, I thank you for their son reversing, touching the two neurons, one on the right-hand side and one on the upper left of his brain, his neurological function. I thank you for rewiring things and quickening the development and his learning development. I thank you for quickening by the favor of God, turning this matter around, that he will be bright, he will be mighty in the land, that the angel of the Lord goes to him this evening and touches the neurological function and expands the neurons where he'll be able to process and communicate and there will be not a delay. You will see the delay be overtaken with acceleration for I the Lord have spoken this promise to you even as my prophet gives this word this night know that you'll step into the new year and you will begin to see the delay is overtaken with acceleration and things will begin to speed up his cognitive ability will become clear and it will become concise and it will be as if you say oh my goodness I got my I got my son completely there back it's gonna open up and you're gonna have great conversations and what the enemy meant for bad to bring morning the morning in a season of misery is shifting this hour i feel to say that to people over here and families a season of mourning and misery is shifting this is a season of miracles it's a season of overturning things roe versus wade was just a sign of the wonders that god wants to remove right now there is an overturning that was a sign by god doesn't matter how you think about it it was a sign by god that i'm overturning death and i'm bringing life you need to start saying i speak life to my mind life to my emotions come on prophesy it a life to my family life to my finances life to my grandkids life to my city life to san diego life to my loved ones in Jesus' name. You feel that? You feel that go through you? That's the word of the Lord, not a word of Rex. He's turning this thing in your favor. It's not false hope. I would never do that to somebody. I've fought through enough hell and pain in my own life. And sometimes all you have is a word from God, but one word from God's enough. He will confirm his word with wonders. He said it. He's true to it. He's not going to fail you in it. Your son will be mighty in the land. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. How am I on time? I know I'm way over. Someone has a really tough time in your lower back and it hurts to walk. Come on, you have a tough time in your lower back? It's on the left-hand side? Right-hand side, okay. Stand up. Where's the pain right now? I like that they just called you out. They're like homeboy right there. Pray for him big time. I love your spirit, man. You got a good spirit. You got a cool watch too. I think yours is cooler than mine. It's cute, all right. <laughs> Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, Ben, come close with me. Ben, come close. Stay with me, Ben you're going to feel like incredible watch how cool this is I put my hand right on your hip okay I put my hand up on your hip when I... why do you do that because some of you get so far in your head that when I make you laugh now you got to listen what are you feeling there you feel that warmth going through that area yeah watch how cool this is as unlock Jesus thank you for being our healer thank you for taking 39 stripes on your back so that my mind and my body could be healed 
You don't need healing when you get to heaven, by the way. You're going to have health. So why do we need healing now? Because we go through things, huh? Come on, you don't, no one's getting out of this life alive, by the way. In case you hadn't figured that out, you're all terminal. But I ain't going out with sickness. I'm not going out in sin and I'm not going out in sickness. Come on, somebody. I'm going out peace. Come on, I'm going out with strength. I'm going to be 90 years old and buffer than I am now. My wife would say amen. I'm going to cross over. Okay, now watch this. Here you go. Walk with me. Walk strong. You're going to notice the difference as I turn the corner here for a minute. Ben was with me when we did this with RG3, the football player who lost his career towards ACL, MCL, the Washington Redskins, and they said his career was over. And we did it outside the stadium. Remember, Ben? All over ESPN, his career's over. The power got shot through him, and a four-letter word came out. It wasn't faith. <laughs> I guess that's a five-letter word. What just happened? God's good. What just happened? I still feel a little bit of pain, but okay. like I... move your move bit down. Okay, go down again. Well, wait, I thought you're supposed to do it all. It says practice miracles. That's what you do. Watch it. Go ahead. Go ahead and get it. When was the last time you could have been that far? May, May 15th. May 15th. That's good. That's progress. Keep going. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Isn't that trippy? Okay, keep going. This is fun. We're all watching. It's like, it's like we're Tybo up here. This is cool. Me, I'm like Billy Blinks, the white version. What just happened? God's good. Move, move it around. Move it around. Does it feel better? What just happened? Where's the pain? Does it feel as, is the pain there or no? It's still a little bit there, but like I, I've never, I haven't, I can't do this. You can't do what? Go ahead and do it again. You can't do what? One more time, we all wanna watch you. That's really cool, who's helping you? Jesus is. Why don't we give Jesus a big old clap? That's awesome. Hey, somebody's got, somebody's got pain in your tongue. You got a problem with your tongue. Your tongue. Like either it's like a loss of taste or like a problems with like your tongue or your mouth, like somewhere in your mouth, like the, the acid in your mouth. Anybody where you have have you had that for a little while? For how long? Eight months? Can I pray for you for a minute? That's a weird thing. I don't think I've ever, I don't remember anyone calling that out. I've called out a lot of things. Stretch your hands towards this wonderful woman. Say, Jesus, thank you that you're bringing healing to my friend. You can take that. He's with you. I don't, usually don't like it when people fall, but sometimes lately God's like, get out of my way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for touching the acid in her mouth, touching her tongue touching her Lord, her, the bacteria in her mouth, and thank you for bringing healing to it. And also the stiffness in your neck, even where my hand is, watch that, you're gonna feel that loosen. One, two, three, open. 
open, 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 open. Move your neck, look for healing. Last week, a guy was in an automobile accident. I think he was, comes from a Muslim faith and he showed up at Awaken. 21 bones broken in his body when he was on fentanyl. And he went down under the power and he was in so much pain. He got up and all of his bones started cracking one after the other after the other and he could bend and do things that he couldn't do and he was he came because he goes I'm hooked on fentanyl and I can't get off and all my bones are broken I hurt like hell and God met him and just started using moving his back moving his body and God really helped him when he began to move move your neck what's the difference wow yeah I don't feel that anymore how bad was the pain couldn't do that do that <laughs> is that quite is that wild or what watch out move your whole body watch how good this is going to feel things are about to shift for you too god's going to bring you into a great place of emotional wellness and strength and you're going to feel again there's a one republic song that says i'm going to feel again and that's going to be your life where things have tried to suppress you and hinder you. You're about to feel again. And it's okay. You're totally safe here, by the way. You're totally safe. Because I was once hurting and God met me too. And I still have times in my life where God comes and rescues me and every person in here. How many of you all need God? <laughs> okay, I want to say this so it makes somebody feel comfortable, right? If you're tense, a doctor can't give you a shot. But if you're comfortable, it goes down much better. And the terror you felt for 16 years, I command that tormenting spirit, I see you, and I command you, get the hell off her. I break your power. You're not coming back. Get out. Get out. Go. You're go I command you to go. I bar you to a prison. There it is. There it is. You're about to have peace in your soul. God's restoring. Isn't Jesus amazing? Rex, are you ever nervous it's not going to work out? No. What if you don't say the right thing? I put myself on the line for people, and every one of us can do that. I flunked out of Bible school. I cussed too much. It's 25 years ago. Give me grace. I've grown a little bit. They said you wouldn't make it at this, but they didn't know I had a heart that actually cared about people. I didn't want to be a watcher of people in pain or a talker of God. I wanted to bring God to people. Even while I'm going through recovery, I wanted to help other people go through recovery. I wanted to reconcile other people while I'm being reconciled in every area. How many know we can do the Jesus style? How many know you can do the Jesus style? I, I want to make sure there's good women that can help her. Natalie, I need you. Keep here for a minute. Just put your arms around her and help her. And there's a teaching gift that's going to accelerate in your life, girl. Lord, thank you for the revelation teaching gift that's on Lord Natalie's life. And I thank you that she's going to feed faith and drive out oppression and spirits that have harassed people. Thank you for the great increase that's over her life. I feel that in the anointing. Thank you, Jesus. I like you, sir. You just seem like a good guy. What do you want from heaven if I'm taking orders? Whose? Of course. That makes sense. <laughs> you raise a beautiful daughter, a champion daughter. Come on. 
Your son-in-law, I liked him until I played golf with him. That's the deal. <laughs> Joking. What a powerful man. Come on, you got married? That's a good thing. I love that. Come on, I love it. Beautiful. You married up. Okay, hold hands. God, let this be some of the greatest next 10 years off the charts. So much love, so much romance, so much fun, so much playfulness, so much happiness. Shock them financially. Let them go and travel and do crazy stuff. I thank you that these are be fruitful years and lessons of wisdom that they're going to be able to hand down to kids, grandkids, and the mark that is going to be made through their lives. Thank you for this union, what you put together. We thank you that God stays strong. Amen, amen, amen. That's cool. Give me three more minutes and I'll let you go. Give me three more minutes. Stay with me, buddy. Oh, is he going to call me out? What's he going to do? Who are you? Yeah, you're super cute. She's like, oh my gosh, I know him. Have you seen my Instagram? I just totally joking with you. I love it. You're so beautiful. What's your name? Candy? I love it. You're like a hometown favorite, local legend. Okay. It's our version of Dancing with the Stars, awakened version. What do you want God to do for you? You don't know? If you were going to take orders, what would you, if I was taking orders from heaven, what would you like? Healing for what? Your heart. Lift your hands. If you want healing in your heart, I'd lift your hands too and put your hands on your heart. I pray for her, something's going to go through you. Lord, we thank you tonight for bringing healing. I don't want you to pray. I want you to rest. Let me pray. Jesus, flow through my friend. Let healing flow through her heart. I pray you lift off all that pressure and oppression. And where she was disappointed over the last three months because it did not work out. I thank you for reappointment where there's been disappointment. And Lord, I thank you that, Lord, she shed excess for what you have. She shed it. You, you drove it off her path because of what's in front of her. I thank you for your, her hearts in your hand. I thank you for the gifting that's in her, the ability to communicate and connect and make a difference. People rally around her. And I thank you, Father, for ordering her steps. And I thank you for this next season. Lord, I thank you for this next season that you're bringing her into. Where, Lord, I thank you that she's going to have richness in her life. There's going to be a richness where there's been shallowness. Don't be nervous when God sheds other things as well. He's going to put you in a place that you would love to be in, but it's going to take something to get there because it's bigger than you. But he's going to build you for it. And you're going to look back in 24 months. It's really quick. You're going to look back and go, how, look at, if I would have cut the corners. See, wisdom is doing now what you'll be happy with later. There's things that are about to come to your life very swiftly that God's had to remove and cut things from because I see you in an elevated space. There's a platform that you're going to have that God's going to give you and you're going to have to be the kind of person that can stand there. God's person goes through God's process. I thank you, Lord, for adding unto her and I thank you for your divine protection and jealousy over her life. And you're going to be a hero to your family, like a Joseph to your family. They're going to look at you and go, that's the dream girl. That's the girl that was so carefree. 
How in the world did all that happen? How did that all happen? Do you have a parent that has problems in their arms and hands like with pain? Who's, who are we talking to? That's your mama and daddy? Come on, they're good looking peeps. Do you have pain in your arms or your hands, ma'am? Or do you get pain in your body? Where at? Your shoulders. Can I pray for you? Are you okay with that? Come help me. This is your mama. Look how pretty she is. You have a beautiful family. You're blessed. Oh, you got to hug it out. Come on, she's got a response team thing on. We stretch your hands towards this wonderful woman. Jesus, let your healing presence flow through her shoulder right now. You're going to feel that. Even as your husband's hands right there, you're going to feel that's going to go right through you. Boom. And I thank you, Father, for all the sacrifice this wonderful family's made for the things of heaven. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for rewards here on earth and also rewards in heaven. I thank you for the eternal rewards that are before them. And I thank you for the great family that they've raised. Jesus, thank you for healing flowing through their body. And I thank you, sir. I thank you for wisdom on this gentleman. I thank you for an increase of favor with man. Sir, I want to say this to you. Your stature before God is increased. Your stature, sir, look at me. Your stature before the Lord is increased. You've made decisions to honor certain things and your integrity has brought the attention of God. And I stand before you today that says there's a prosperity that will come to your family because of the way that you've decided to stand and decisions you've been willing to make and things that sometimes you beat yourself up for. Heaven, it's not a scandal there. It's only been a scandal at times in your head. But the Lord says your stature's increased. Watch what I'm about to do for your family for I am about to release a supernatural provision even in the month of November this year and Christmas will be the greatest time you've ever known. For there's an intimacy coming to your house that it will be not of natural order but of spiritual order for even this night new angels will offer new angels will usher you out of this room they're right here there's right here there's three angels right there there's three new angels that are they're right there man god open our flipping eyes they're here this is real stuff it's that world's not far away way up there it's here can you feel holy? You can feel he's holy. You can feel God in it. Ah, Jesus. Bless this family. Amen. That's a powerful word. That's a powerful word. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.